0: Yeah, buddy. Uh huh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We match. <met>. Get... <laughs> and you know, what a special day yeah, it is—the day of your day. birth. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah, how lucky we were that you didn't get flushed down the toilet. Pretty lucky. Pretty fucking lucky. <laughs> Wearing the birthday shades, <laughs> got you some birthday pizza. Yeah, I'm
1: feeling pretty. I'm uh, feeling. Pretty alright, I guess.
0: Yeah, we're in our like late twenties, and holy shit, we're not dead. congrats yeah. well, us. I'm twenty seven, which is the year rock stars die. Yeah, it's
1: just that's just a fact. And you know me, look at my rock star lifestyle.
0: Life is rough on the road for Brenster This <laughs> is fast living. You know what they say about Doctor B. Oh my God! All right, y'all. So, what are, we, what are we talking about this week? CD Projekt Red. Yeah! Who gave us what? Uh,
1: fucking more tier? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> more tier. Um, um, of course, the the Witcher series. Yes. And soon to be the Cyberpunk, probably series.
0: Probably. Yeah, we got to see that a little bit and talk about it a little bit on our uh, E3 episode yeah. back a ways in the, in the old library. Um,. So CD Projekt Red is kind of like one of those companies that's, uh, one of the companies that we like really favor, uh, just us two as like our opinions because, uh, like, well, we really enjoyed the Witcher series uh-huh. and, um, wow, what a fucking like literal rise from the ashes. This, this company should be dead six times over really? and, and like somehow they have succeeded like, this is a pretty cool and interesting tale. Take it away. <laughs> take it away. Take it away. So, we're going to start off with the founding of CD Projekt Red, right? when it was uh, just CD Projekt, which was founded in May of 1994 in Warsaw by Marcin Iwinski and Michael Kasinski Yeah, you're going to hear a lot of Polish stuff, so... Enjoy that, and um, if I pronounce anything wrong, I am so absolutely sorry. <laughs> but, uh, Iwinski enjoyed playing video games as a child, but he found it extremely hard to find them given that games were heavily hindered by the Soviet Union's strict laws of censorship. He really must have wanted to spread the joy and experience of video games because he fucking started to sell cracked versions of Western releases while still in high school. And, in fact, he met Kaczynski while in high school, who was also, oddly enough, selling cracked video games. It was match made in heaven. They would form a solid silver partnership that still perseveres today. It's just one of those kind of funny things where it's like you had just the right amount of ingredients, just the right ingredients, and uh, the correct temperature. And Papa John's. Yeah. Mm. Better pizza. <laughs> But, yeah, no, like, the the kind of same thing that um, we talked about in a couple different episodes where it's, like, with Tomonobu Itagaki and uh, Shinji Mikami, it's, like, there are so many things that could not have happened, uh-huh. you know, if something was just slightly different. Or with uh, Devil May Cry, things like that. It's, it's just one of those kind of... Uh, themes that we see in video games, and, like the video game industry is like, yeah, this uh, probably shouldn't have happened, but somehow it did. So they stepped away from selling games illegally and became the first legitimate importers of CD-ROM games. This, along with the quickly evolving economy of Poland in the 90s, would ensure that they actually had a bright future. They funded their company, CD Projekt, in the middle of 1994. They started out with a whopping two grand in a friend's place to serve as their office. Literally <laughs> his apartment flat. Yeah. And they're just like, yeah, this is uh, your business headquarters, boys. And their first hurdle that they would uh, they would have to strike back against would be their roots. The first enemy would be piracy. They started out with localizing two companies' games. That's uh, Seven Stars and Lyrics Longsoft. Seven Stars put out yeah. Uh, <laughs> Seven Stars put out games such as Kako, uh, C- Bung- Kako, and Kukos, where Larry's long saw put out. I'm sorry what? Clash. It didn't. I tried to find some information on Kako Kukos, and um, couldn't. Dude, it was weird. There's a lot of stuff. We don't that, talk about that. Uh, yeah, we don't talk about that. Like it didn't happen. Yeah. But uh they sold mainly to like small shops since the industry was still so young at the time. So it was mainly like Monpa Ma video game stores. It just kinda of popped up like, Oh yeah, this is an, a, a this is a trend now. So we also sell yo yo's. But their first victory came in none other than the Ace Ventura game for PC released in nineteen ninety six.
1: What why <laughs> I haven't I played that?
0: <laughs> so like Games usually sold around in the hundreds, you know, back then in 1996, and, uh, we talked about that in, um, our Tomonobu uh, Itagaki episode mm-hmm. with, uh, Ninja Gaiden, and he's like, yeah, I bet I have 60,000 players, <laughs> like, and they're like, oh, <laughs> damn, that done. many people? Yeah. So, like, um, it's just, it was a different climate, especially for gaming entertainment. But, uh... Ventura sold ten times that. It sold around eleven hundred and fifty, uh, solid copies. Well, when
1: you get a name like Ace Ventura, mm-hmm. you're just gonna make. You're just gonna bring in money,
0: right? And it's just like, <laughs> you know, it was such a big hit internationally, and people were like, "Holy shit, a legit American game that has been properly imported and translated." Yeah. Oh my God! Wow.
1: And it's motherfucking Ace Ventura.
0: Yeah, so like you get to you get to enjoy yeah. these Western releases. It's probably
1: like, it's probably like a PC like point and click adventure where it had like your HUD mm-hmm. and there's like Ace Ventura talk, and then like there's like an icon. It's just him like pulling apart his butt cheeks to talk. <laughs> and you can I can interact. probably
0: imagine that. Yeah. Pretty dope. <laughs> so after having some success <laughs> under their belt, And then a gun. <laughs> 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 They did something pretty fucking rad. They decided to approach Bioware and Interplay Entertainment to do a Polish localization of Baldur's Gate. This is where things start to get pretty interesting for CD Projekt. Very hazy at a time. They went above and beyond to draw attention to their localization by adding, like, material items to the packaging of the game, as well as hiring well-known Polish voice actors to do the voiceovers. The first day they shipped out titles, they hit eighteen thousand units, which, if you don't remember how lukewarm the video games market was in nineteen ninety eight, like those are some crazy numbers. Like I said before, like with. Plus, they're in what Poland? Yeah, they're in fucking Poland. So, how are you gonna sell eighteen thousand titles when in that in that sort of economy in that kind of idea of what like video games was? Yeah, 90s. and we're talking Baldur's fucking Gate, mm-hmm. you know, so regardless of all that, Baldur's Gate was a financial success. It had about 175000 in sales in the first two weeks, $2.2 2 over five years. Which is just nuts. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, you can still go out and buy Baldur's Gate copies. You can even find some new still if you go on Amazon and things.
1: Yeah, I, when I got my copy, I wore like a DVD version
0: mm-hmm. off of, like, yeah, like Amazon. So, that being said, this was a very good business relationship. CD Projekt continued to work with Interplay to do a PC port of Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance and actually took on a couple people to help achieving the feat, so they're actually expanding their business now, so like they are legitimately growing. But it would however fail, as Interplay Interplay hit the rocky shores of financial troubles. Interplay couldn't support, and then ultimately had to cancel their PC port. But CD Projekt lost no seam, and continued to localize titles and actually won some business awards back in 2003 and 2004. So that was, like, the first hiccup. They had this major success with Baldur's Gate, Mm -hmm. and, like, you would assume then, with this massive success, that you're surely going to be able to continue that with the same franchise. Right. But you can't always count on the other guy. So... That should have been, like, the first part that maybe broke off a wagon wheel, but, like, they literally didn't stop production of any other localization of any other titles. The future really starts to brighten for CD Projekt here, and as time goes on, like a fine wine. So after the cancellation of Baldur's Gate, the gaming scene seemed to, like, ebb, and they were at a crossroads. Ultimately, they decided to get into development since they, through their work with Interplay, now owned the game coding for Baldur's Gate. Now, right out of that gate, they decided that they wanted to develop a game based on the very popular book series, Witcher. The author accepted the proposal and sold them the rights to do so. Originally, the rights were actually sold to a Polish mobile gaming studio that neglected to work on a single fucking thing. So, as fate weaves her web, CD Projekt began a massive and clunky, yet gorgeous journey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the, the fucking mechanics of the first one. I don't think I could ever probably get through it.
1: You never, did you ever, you never played it? Mm-hmm. Oh, I played the whole motherfucker.
0: Oh, my God. <laughs> Witcher 2 was rough at times. At times.
1: Once you... Kind of understand and uh, understand like how the game wanted you to play. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep, exactly. You had to play like how how it wanted you to play. There was a, a point later in the game with like a rock golem like towards the very end, and uh, if you were within like ten feet of this fucker when it did like a charging attack, it would still like knock you through a wall. <laughs> it was yeah. So yes, this is when this little seed builds and founds their development studio that we know today as cd project red in Lodz in march of 2002 their first demo game was heralded as a piece of crap (laughs) by one of the developers and featured a top-down view much akin to Baldur's gate or diablo that was built on the bones of the rpg it was pitched to several publishers but was completely unsuccessful and things really started to get dark for CD Projekt. In fact, that brand new Lodz Studio, they had their staff moved to the Warsaw office, the original office of just CD Projekt. Except for the founding member, uh, Zelinsky, Just gone. So he left the uh, uh, company. And that left only Kaczynski to head the project. The demo was left abandoned and the team had very different ideas for direction and it had to go back to the drawing board back in 2003. CD Projekt then got a lot of help from Bioware who lent them the use of their Aurora engine And even gave them booth space next to their Jade Empire booth at the 2004 E3 to promote their project. (laughs) Like, that's massive. You know, this little company, this fucking no-name company. All because, hey, thanks for getting us a few thousand extra dollars with your import work. (laughs) Like, thanks, guys. So that ultimately um, kind of gave them that upwind. That kind of windfall to continue so while working on what would become Witcher the company literally ruptured with money and many things were removed from the game because of their budget they also had a hard time translating to English but help from the publisher Atari it had very good release and reception after five years in development
1: even in the first Witcher still had some like weird Weird. translation bullshit yeah
0: I kind of remember like uh, I watched some goofy ass fucking cutscenes with you several years ago and for one thing, Gerald just looks like fucking He looked he looks like, like a like butchered a, ham. He <laughs> looked like uh
1: like all the like dumb like goth eighth, eighth graders I went to school with. Yeah. With like, so they had white hair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or anyway, he had white hair, they had dyed black hair.
0: It's like just a face. <laughs> Shut up, mom. Shut sure. up. So well almost immediately after after that release. They began bringing us Witcher 2. However, that was halted as the team worked on bringing us a console version of Witcher 1. Things get even more fucky as the development team began to cry out about their lack of pay, some even saying that they weren't even being paid, and the game entered development limbo. The project was ultimately cancelled and development halted. So, if you're ever wondering why you never saw, you know, Witcher (laughs) on like the Xbox. Or, you know, like, the PS2, or whatever the fuck. It's because the staff wasn't being paid. <laughs>
1: the first Switcher would have been, like, 360, PS3 era.
0: Oh, I suppose so, yeah, 2003 and everything.
1: Well, the it was finally released in, like, 2006 or 7.
0: Yeah, that's right, yeah, it took five years. So, an agreement was actually met with Atari... Who also blew up after having funded the part and having it canceled, and being like, "Okay, so where the fuck's our money then?" <laughs> so, at, Yo, try and play Atari. Yeah, and so like they had to reach this agreement, but the future was still not guaranteed, and in fact, they faced bankruptcy. And to stay alive, the company began development of Witcher Two with their Red Engine, and they just poured everything into this game. All focus and resources went into Witcher 2. They had to suspend their first shooter, uh, first person shooter, They. The title, They. Gee, <laughs> G. G- <laughs> they. The game won the day with massive praise and just critical reception in 2011, with 1.7 million copies sold. Playing it a lot, yeah, yeah. I loved Assassin of Kings, dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, just absolutely like fantastic as far as the story goes, and it's just like it's one of those games where it's so big that sometimes yeah, maybe you do have to put it down, but you can really fucking appreciate it for what it is. And when you finally beat it, it is absolutely worth it.
1: Kind of minor spoilers for uh, Witcher Two, but I really liked how uh, you didn't have to fight the last guy, and I definitely didn't. I was just like fuck this I'm out. <laughs> you could just do like yeah, yeah I think he was going to leave.
0: Like yeah, you're uh, one of the last fucking witchers of the viper. Uh this isn't on you. Yeah. And um while yeah, full test was a pretty alright guy. Um and yeah, I got framed for that for a while. <laughs> but um yeah, my fight's not with you. You kind of find out and you're like okay. Thinking, I'm just gonna leave, and then Letho will come back in Witcher three, like for like you know a brief little bit, and you can ultimately tell him to go back to Morhen. and like he'll actually show up there, which is pretty fucking neat. I liked Letho as a as a character. Mm. This giant, massive man. I tell you, as I was as a man yeah. to meet, basically. Yeah, but he was like incredibly quick. Yeah, and well, I mean, you know, he's a Witcher, but I mean, he was fucking fast. That opening cinematic. Pause this fucking podcast and go watch it. It's <laughs> still so fucking great. I love it. Wasn't it wasn't always there. Uh-uh. Yeah.
1: Yeah, look i that later. Pretty mm-hmm. cool.
0: They're always, like, kind of, like, adding things that aren't necessarily necessary, but, um, it adds to it. You know, it's like mm-hmm. they somehow have this deep connection with their clientele that, uh, they just kind of know what we want. And I think that's why they have such a good relationship with people, still to this day. Regardless of what the business is like on the inside, they're still doing pretty good with their with their uh, consumers. So they learn their lesson, and they began development of on Witcher Three Wild Hunt, which would be a three year development and cost them eighty one million dollars. Uh, time wise, though, that's pretty good for them. Yeah, absolutely, and I mean like three years of development, dude, that's, uh... And then they put out Witcher 3? Yeah. which The was size of Witcher 3? It's fucking massive. Yeah, it is fucking massive, and then we got two more pieces of DLC that are, like, 30 to 50 hours a piece. Yeah. Entire games. And you can go out and buy the Game of the Year edition for 20 bucks and be sitting down with, like, 200 hours of gameplay on one playthrough. That is ridiculous. Like, that is what this company is, like, capable of. So, yeah, there were a few delays, but their audience had a lot of patience and love. And overall, they were given so much praise for taking their time. I mean, like, I remember that. Like, they had, they were out there immediately with PR. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, guys, it is going to be probably another three, maybe even six months before we can actually, like, guarantee a release date. Like, I know that you guys were looking at this, and you were really excited for it, but we really want to fine-tune it. Like, they worded everything so well that it felt genuine, and so somehow, it's like, it makes me wonder how things are kind of kept together in the company, because it's like, they have the outward appearance of being like, "Ah." (laughs) oh, but then you look at everything that they've come through, and it's like, how did you guys fucking hold it together? How? So, uh, as I was saying, you know, they had those, those few delays and everything like that, but ultimately The Wild Hunt was released in 2015 and was a huge success. Six million copies over its first six weeks of release. They earned back almost the entirety of the cost in that first half of 2015. At that first half, it was about $65 million out of the $81 million. Like, that's pretty fucking neato. <laughs> Um, they end up releasing 15 total different DLCs, uh, two massive add-ons, which were the Hearts of Stone and Blood and Wine. They released a couple other fun spin-off games on other platforms. They had fucking board games, a battle arena game, and at the end of 2015, CD Projekt Red won Developer of the Year, and Witcher 3 won several awards, over 250 Game of the Year titles, which is the most awarded of all time. And by August 2016, the game had won over 800 separate awards. Fuck! Fuck. Yeah, like, uh, it's the only the only problem that I have, really, with Witcher 3 is that it's so big. <laughs> like, I can go into a city and I'm like, oh, there are, like, a chain of 30 quests here. And, you know, some are like, you know, go kill the monster and everything like that. But the way that Witcher is structured mm-hmm. to actually um, make you fight monsters differently. It's not smacking it until it's dead. Yeah. Because if you try and do that method, like, you will die. Like, every time. And it is so challenging. And uh, with, like, the whole leveling system and, like, the uh, the crafting system for the weapons and armor finding blueprints and everything, that was so fantastic, too. Um, It really, like... It took that kind of, like, now raggedy, old, open-world RPG idea, Mm -hmm. and they breathed new life into it. Which, you know, it's like, thank you. (laughs) I remember I had sat down, cracked open Witcher 3, and I called you probably, like, two hours into it, and I was like... This is the best game this year. This is the best game I've played in five years. Like, this is the most fun I've had. And, like, you know, Geralt acts like Geralt, but he still also says and does the things that you choose to have him do. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't feel like faceless Shepard. You know, like Mass Effect. Like, my Shepard, very different from somebody else's Shepard. But Geralt is fucking Geralt. You know? And, like, so I think he's really one of those timeless characters that, when you look into gaming, like, his likeness should be there with, like, fucking Mario and Samus and fucking Link and everybody else, you know? Like, you should definitely, Master Chief. Sonic's shitty friends. Sonic's shitty friends. (laughs) Uh, yeah, like, you're not gonna see Sebastian Castellanos (laughs) up there on the fucking roster. Was, fucking... uh, somebody stepping over his chunks. Right, exactly. And, like, Solid Snake is obviously always going to be there. But, uh... Sometimes Cyborg riding.
1: <laughs> but,
0: like, you need Geralt there anymore. You know? It's with 800 awards. That is just nuts. So... Finishing up with what CD Projekt Red has done up until now. the In 2016... They released the very successful and fairly fun card game Gwent on all systems. And uh, I believe there's plans to, if they haven't already, released Gwent for mobile. Yeah, I don't don't know yet. But like, there was a very long beta. They worked out a lot of bugs. And it operates almost 100% like Magic the Gathering Online, where you can play enough and you will get a lot of cards... You can buy packs, you can uh, buy, like, in-game currency to use for events that happen, but you also get that in-game currency when you play the fucking game. Because CD Projekt Red's like, yeah, if you want to buy packs of cards, like any other trading game online, and you have the chance to get something neat, you know, you can. But um, otherwise, everything is completely capable of being ascertained in-game through gameplay on a free fucking game. Mm -hmm. So, though, I think Gwent might cost money now. I'm not sure. It might still be free.
1: Yeah, Gwent was one of the things I didn't touch in Witcher 3. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. like, real quick, my weakness in a fucking RPG, or really any game, is a stupid fucking card game. Yeah. Like, Final Fantasy VIII and Triple Triad and all that, uh... It's... Oh God, I love it so much. Ugh. I I ha- I like I had to go and play every single person that I couldn't Gwent. and you had to play them all. I think two times, you beat them two times, and you get their two best cards, and I would just find every single person in the game, and just play them until I took their cards, being very careful. <laughs> but um, so yeah, now like they have. They've branched out with one series across multiple platforms with other things that aren't necessarily, like, spin-off games, but they're, like, connected games. I don't know. You know, it's like, I want to say it's not a spin-off game if it's not, like, this is also set in the Witcher universe, and you are now playing as, uh, um, you know, Siri, or whatever the hell your name was. (laughs) Like, see, I would see yeah, that I, guess I wish again.
1: You know what it's going to be like. It's going to be
0: fucking dope. Yeah. It's going to be dope, and I'm going to buy it. Like, uh, one of the things that we said in our E3 episode when we uh, got to talk about Cyberpunk 2077, which uh, was quietly being created uh, as they doubled the red division of their company, and they built a new division in Roklaw and announced uh, this sort of, this title that was coming. That's Cyberpunk 2077. Which is, like, completely new for what Cypro- uh, Cy- uh, <laughs> CD Project Red was doing. Mm. You know, they were doing these open world RPGs. And now we're getting a, uh, at least partially, first person shooter-esque game. Yeah. And then could also be third person. Uh, we don't know too much because we haven't been able to see much and I just want to know. <laughs> but you know it's going to be good. Like, they're they're a tried and true company. You can absolutely kind of trust in them unless maybe you fucking hated the Witcher series and I am sorry, you probably did not like this episode at all. Um <laughs> But uh, before we break the closing... I remember I played through Witcher 2. I mm-hmm. think around
1: that time, like I, I also started watching like the first couple seasons of Game of Thrones. Yeah. And I was like, it's making me want to go play The Witcher. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. Like There were just random things. Like I'd be playing D&D. Yeah. And I'd be like, I'm out of ideas. I need to go play The Witcher. <laughs> and like, how do I make a really interesting monster encounter? I'd be like, oh, put them at a massive disadvantage. Give them the information way ahead of time. And be like, oh, well, you didn't pay attention. You should have brought the Dawnstar bombs with you, you fuck. <laughs> should have brought Dragon's Breath. And uh, so before we kind of break into like the closing of the history and everything the CD Project read, and then we kind of get to vomit our opinions at you, which we fucking love to do, <laughs> um, I really want to share this uh, little quote from Iwinski. So, and I quote... The moment we start becoming conservative and stop taking creative risks and business risks and stop being true to what we're doing, that's when we should worry. And I am not worried. Our values and our care for what we are doing, and hopefully what gamers would agree with, care for gamers is what drives this company forward. It's my personal horror to become a faceless behemoth of game development for publishing or whatnot. As long as I am here, I will be fighting for this not to happen. Like, goosebumps. <laughs> that guy That guy fucking knows. He's so connected to his audience. And, like, so connected to, like, yeah, the women of development.
1: Yeah, I didn't even, uh, yeah, even talked about uh, GOG. Yeah. That's like. Uh, that C D Project Red internally in GOG, they mm-hmm. were calling themselves C D Project Blue. Which is like let's take all these old, like good old games is what that stood for. Yeah. And let's take yeah, let's let's like find the rights and then like sell them. Yeah. And then like make them work on um, modern modern computers.
0: Yeah, so I mean like with C D Project Blue, it's like They didn't forget where they came from. They're like, absolutely, everyone should play these games. Let's make it happen. That's how I
1: play games like Blood, Mm -hmm. um, which is, like, I think I probably talked about it before in a podcast before. It's just, like, Duke Nukem was, like, condensed from, like, all, like, 80s action Mm -hmm. movies. Um, Blood is, like, Evil Dead, horror movie, like, uh, Friday the 13th. Classic. Classic. nightmare on elm street like slasher films you horror know the films, other shit that we
0: horror. fucking love that we do this podcast and for. then like <laughs>
1: like a first person shooter is kind of themed mm-hmm. around these things there's a level in that game it's just called the overlooked hotel and it's it's it just it's just like shining references up the fucking ass
0: <laughs> come play with us it's
1: it's it's good and then you play as, like, a fucking undead, like, gunslinger.
0: So how far back does, uh, GOG go sometimes? Like, what's the oldest game that you've actually purchased from GOG?
1: It's probably, like, old, like, computer RPGs from, like, mm-hmm. probably late 80s.
0: So, like, we could go out and find, like, oh, what is it? Darkman? That's, mm-hmm. uh, the text-based, like... There's, a uh, Zorg. Zorg? Oh, yeah. Zorg. Yeah. yeah, you
1: can get Zorg on there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dude, that's
0: the so fucking run. Right.
1: Yeah. Like they, um, the they ult- don't have to do that shit like the uh, i think the entire <laughs> Ultima series is on there oh man so yeah
0: like they they just so so fucking extra <laughs> city project so fucking extra like th- again like i said like they didn't forget their roots and they're like you know these games shouldn't be forgotten
1: yeah i think it's kind of funny that like they got their start selling cracked games yeah and it's like Pretty much what they started doing, it. <laughs> yeah. so now they do it legally,
0: right? And that was just It's like that was kind of like a big thing between all of them. They uh, wanted to. Um, they wanted to just bring video games to people. Mm-hmm. Like how how much more pure can it get? And you know, like with that quote, it's just like those some really really strong words with a hard base. Coming from a business that battened down the hatches and survived the storm. And um, despite losing one of the founding members, despite facing bankruptcy, having entire projects just flushed down the toilet after all of that, perhaps having some shady shit (laughs) with, you know, like, I want to know more. I wish I could find, like, an AMA on Reddit from somebody who legitimately worked for CD Projekt during that time so that I could get a little bit more insight. Because, I mean, I know, like, I am praising up and down this company, but when you hear stuff like that, you should probably look twice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, overall, like, Geralt is probably one of my favorite fucking RPG characters. Oh, like, same here. He's so f- fucking suave, dude. <laughs> He's so great. He's uh, my like... favorite
1: parts were when, like, he could just be a witcher. Yeah! <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> and he'd just start, like, dorking out. Like, oh, yeah, that's clearly a... That's a wyvern uh, uh, sal- saliva right there. Mm-hmm. But it could be... It could also be um, a slizzard. <laughs> yeah, it could
0: be a slizzard. People like, a slizzard, what? Yeah. It's like, a slizzard.
1: Oh, yeah, I love like, when well, he just made fun of, like, fucking stupid-ass yokels. Like, oh, yeah. Like, I mean, I can't really think, but I know he did. I just can't, like quote anything right now we
0: might actually have to like search for a couple of them like a couple things that he would say because for one Uh, thing his english voice actor is fucking great uh i'm sure that he's amazing as far as um like uh the polish voice actor and um the writing is spectacular uh keep in mind that there are multiple books on the Witcher series, Geralt isn't always a main character. In fact, I believe he was a rather, like, minute character that actually stayed up dead, uh, mm-hmm. or stayed dead, um, towards the beginning when, you know, like, he's got this uh, nickname, the Butcher of Blaviken. Like, when he died in that city, he stayed dead. He didn't come back, uh, which is more towards, like, the origin that really, honestly, like, go play Witcher 1 if you if you can handle it. <laughs> If not, it's interesting. Watch a whole conglomeration of all the cutscenes, I suppose, if you want to get the story. And yeah, like um, it
1: opens with like I think Witcher two recreated the opening. Yeah. Where he's just like running through the forest, and like some of his Witcher buddies like find him. Yeah. Then he's like, typical like game protag, uh amnesia.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Like oh, uh, I don't remember. How do I find my memories? Yeah, and so, you know, it's just uh, him trying to find everything, and like, you kind of come full circle with it in uh, Witcher 2, mm-hmm. and you get a lot of closure. Again, just like solid writing. The the story doesn't even feel like it misses a step. And you go to Witcher 3, and again, it doesn't miss a step, and you have this like, very looming, dark, evil, awful thing, kind of uh, shadowing over you, the wild hunt. Now, one complaint that I have is that perhaps the the knights of the Wild Hunt, mm-hmm. you know, if they could have been just a smidge harder, yeah, just a, just a fucking really wring that towel out on them, because it just felt so good beating them. Yeah. And oh, otherwise, dude, like, I have no fucking qualms with Witcher 3. It was beautiful. Yeah.
1: I like the, like, kind of the overarching themes of the story. Um, in the first game, at least, there was, like, neutral path. hmm And then you had, like, um, there was, like, a Templar sect and then, like, um, uh, like, a rebel sect. Yep. There was mostly, like, dwarves and elves mm-hmm. that lived in, like, they were, like, second-class citizens. Which yeah. is... Yeah, like, uh, like, racism in games, basically, being, like, you know, the theme of racism being handled.
0: Yeah, and, like, they handled it with fucking finesse. Mm -hmm. Like, it's done so well that you're like, wow, I actually feel for the fucking plight of these people, and, um, I don't necessarily want to tell these, uh, this army where these fucking elves are, even though I'm kind of actually working with
1: and like being also being hunted by them yeah, at the <laughs> like, same time but like they'll, they will they will try to kill me if they see me but at the same time it's was like eh, i don't want to fuck with them
0: and you know like on, on the subject of characters and bringing up with like the army and everything like that you had such fucking great uh supporting characters mm-hmm. uh my favorite supporting character is fucking roche because mm-hmm. he's such a fucking bro <laughs> and it just seems like he can't die because he's just an amazing swordsman. He's incredibly, like, quick-witted. And, um, yeah, like, totally unforgettable. You can't really forget about, a fucking dandelion. And this bullshit <laughs> fucking bard bullshit garbage dandelion <laughs> bullshit. Dandelion? Dandelion. Yennefer. Oh, Yennefer. Smell of lilac and gooseberries. <laughs> Use your
1: witcher senses to again <laughs> at Jennifer's pussy.
0: Her foot was in this shoe. She's just two days ride out.
1: Yeah. Trust me, I,
0: I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I've fucking been there, bud. Oh man. Yeah, no. Um, but yeah, no. Like it. I
1: think like yeah. in the eventually, like Girl yeah, we kind of have like a self-realization. In the first scene. she's so, like, you know, I I can't like stay on the fence anymore. That's what witchers yes. are known for. It's so, mm-hmm. like, but no, like, I. I can't do that anymore. Yeah. Which I feel like it's a good thing because uh, centrism mm-hmm. is bullshit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, uh, uh, centrism helps they, the oppressors.
0: Yeah, exactly. Until they knock on your door, yeah, you did nothing. And when you look to your left and look to your right, and there's no one to help you, yeah, you know, that's when you realize you are done fucked up. Well, yeah. So it's like Geralt is such a likable character. He has such a wonderful fucking story. We're getting a Netflix fucking series. Um, there was okay. There was
1: a TV yeah, series. There was.
0: of uh, The Witcher back
1: in like the early two thousands before the game was even made.
0: Mm-hmm. I heard it was okay, <laughs> like a lukewarm. It's
1: interesting if lukewarm. you want to see like how Geralt became a Witcher.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like if you don't want to like watch through like Witcher one and you can also you could
1: through. almost think of it as like somebody's like. Fan made. Like yeah, if
0: you just do that, like, origin you're gonna be fine. And that's another thing too is that like Witcher has uh, kind of produced a lot of people into like creating some like live action stuff that's actually pretty fucking good. Mm-hmm. And um, like I was saying with him being a very influential character in video game industry as a whole, we now have him. Coming up as a playable character in Soul Calibur Six, yeah, and like that drives me crazy. Like that sounds. So <laughs> I hope. Cool. Uh,
1: I hope one of his um, character introductions where he's just like, "You're gonna let me kick your ass," and then he does like the axe sign. And you see his eyes like twinkle. <laughs> <laughs> Do they have to? <laughs> <laughs>
0: you're gonna. You're gonna stab yeah. your friend. You're gonna put
1: your weapon down and walk away. And then, like Haha, here to fight. <laughs> and it just
0: says like. Axie Hex failed on this game. <laughs> That'd be great. Or, like, you know, every 120 chance, you know, their, li- their eyes glow and, like, the symbol shows in front of their forehead and then they just, like, shake off their head. It's like, uh, what? But, yeah, no, it's, um, it's really fantastic. So, we're getting our Netflix series. We've got them in other games. There are a whole bunch of other uh, little games that are popping up. Go fucking read the book. You can get them. Uh, they're all translated to English.
1: I think in a... Uh, I, I, I bought the games. I bought them all off of GOG.com. Huh. Um, and they had, like, just, like, digital goodies for buying them. And, like, they had, like, translated Witcher stories. Oh, wow. From, like, like, oh, so like, Sapowski, mm-hmm. I believe was his name. I believe you're like, correct, Sapowski yeah. or something. I'm you're probably
0: butchering his name. Very Polish, and we are not well versed. Yeah, and we apologize. Just greatly. two white dudes with the podcast.
1: Yeah, exactly. but we know what we're talking about. We know what we're talking about. That's
0: why we come to you. Uh, yeah. No. Um, the stories are really magnificent. Like if you're a fantasy reader, like avid fantasy reader, like you would love them. It's a,
1: yeah. It's like a very mature mm-hmm. fantasy uh, setting.
0: Yeah. Like. But you still have... And I am just mean,
1: like, sex cards and, like, right. fucking... I like just,
0: like... I was gonna say, like, not in the same vein as Game of Thrones is. Yeah. We're talking about, like, these are mature uh, themes and overarching um, story, you know, building blocks here. And uh, the characters and, like, their plights very, very much so, like, strong and thought-provoking. But there's also a whole lot of fucking badass magic. The Witcher order is just fucking sweet. And, oh, God. Like, I really can't say anything bad about it. Like, mm-hmm. you know... think it's, you a, it's wanna... a really good setting. Yeah, like, I want to build you a sandwich and be like, okay, you know, here's my two good things and the one bad thing, but, like, all I've got is just a giant fucking sheet cake, and it's your favorite fucking flavor, and you don't have to share it with anyone. <laughs> like... Here you go, it'll never go bad Anytime you want cake, it's right there And you can just take a slice And that's the fucking Witcher series Thanks to CD Projekt yeah. I think that's about all I've got to say As far as Witcher goes and <laughs> well, CD Projekt That's
1: all the time I got I've got to get back to playing Animal Crossing New Leaf On my Nintendo 3DS <laughs> Thanks <laughs> Yes. <Yeah. laughs> Sorry, I had to do it <laughs> Okay That's all the time I got
0: thanks again for tuning in to the podcast for two fucking people Uh, that's it I hope you remain entertained and you come back to hang out with us next week all you lovely people take care bye